0: I'm Daniel.
1: My pronouns are he and him. I'm Robert, and my pronouns are also he and him. And this is Is Grizzly Grizzly Kiki. Kiki.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear
1: at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as a meet and greet with James Charles. Warby
0: Parker's prescription glasses start at $95 and they offer great customer service. I should know.
1: And they do sunglasses too.
0: Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl.
1: Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. Who doesn't love that?
0: (laughs) Choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for
1: free. That way you can try on all the frames and pick your favorite.
0: And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. We don't need people seeing things blurry.
1: And Daniel wears Warby Parker and now he can actually see me. And... I'm now considering a divorce. Hey,
0: to get started, head over to warbyporkertrial.com/kiki. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Warby porker? That's oh, a very different website. I was projecting. Very different.
0: I mean, I project in all directions.
1: Give them give them that yeah. link one more time. So oh,
0: sorry. To get started, head over to WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Again,
1: that's WarbyParkerTrial.com slash Kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple. Don't Google Warby Parker. You'll regret it. How are you? I'm great. I forgot what we were doing. (laughs) You forget. I forgot that I'm supposed to. I, every time I forget that I'm supposed to initiate the end. The, yeah, I, oh, I never, always forget oh. that. I never thought about that before. You don't? No, I'm just. You kind make of like, a face at me every time I do it. Oh, I do. <laughs> you do. Oh wow. You do. You make a face at me, and I'm like, oh right, it's me.
0: Like, Thirty-five is not treating me well.
1: I mean, if this is what it's like, I'm it's only been
0: like two months, three months. See, I can't remember.
1: And my, uh, like we're officially a month away from my birthday. Ooh. Oh, don't forget to go vote. That thing. Um cuz the uh, wait. Isn't there an election in November? Isn't the prime aren't the primaries happening in November? Yeah. But are they always
0: November 6th? Um isn't not
1: like, always no. It's like the
0: first Tuesday in November, I think
1: that's right, which would be the 5th this year because mm-hmm. my birthday's on a Wednesday.
0: You're not that important.
1: Wow. I mean, we could just google it. And well I was born on election day so my mom always thought I was going to be president so there's that what does she think now she thinks differently um, <laughs> <it's>, uh, uh, <laughs> we were going to talk about seasonal gotcha. effectiveness disorder because uh, this weekend uh, this, this weekend we were sort of checking in with each other and we have both felt sort of run down Blech. is that is that a good way to describe it yeah Um, and I've never, I went to a school where, uh, when, when fall hit, it was like gloomy Mm -hmm. and sad and, you know, seasonal effectiveness disorder really Mm -hmm. hit for just about everybody. Yeah. Um, and I never took it seriously. Like I never really took it seriously. So it's,
0: it's so, it's so, I mean, everybody knows it's real. I get it to a certain extent, Uh but, um, I've never like looked into one of those like lamps or anything like that.
1: Oh, right. There are lamps that replicate Mm -hmm. sunlight.
0: Yeah. But it has to be, it's not just like, because there are a lot of like ripoffs out there, or not ripoffs, but like fakes, I Mm -hmm. guess, that are like, oh, this is a whatever. But it's it's not just like a lamp that has a daylight light bulb in it. Like it's Mm. a specific wavelength of light and isn't and, it like and, a sheet of light yeah it's kind of like a very diffused it i mean i've seen they look like a box and you just right. have it in front of you yeah um and it's like a very diffused light almost as if you were like you know like putting rice paper in front of the light Oh, so okay. It's, you know that's what it is like a light box yeah basically yeah. but it has to be a specific like wavelength and a certain type of bulb and you know it's not just i don't know there, there's a bunch of stuff that goes along with it but um I really felt it today because like really? it it was dark by like 515. Yeah. And I was working from home today and normally it's like really relaxed, but I just felt very um, rushed today because I already knew that the sun was going to go down sooner. hmm. I don't know why. Like as soon as the sun goes down, I'm like, oh, turn off. Like it's a very strange feeling.
1: It was also cloudy today. Got. Yeah. It was cloudy all day. Mm hmm. Um, it's weird. I, I wonder if any of our listeners uh, suffer from seasonal affectiveness disorder, and if the, any of them have used the light box as uh, yeah. as like a, a way of dealing with it. Or um, if you, ha- you have any other suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's weird to think that I would be affected by seasonal affectiveness disorder because to me, when it's like when it when you look outside and it looks like it's about like six thirty on a Tuesday in October, right? Um, I'm always like, ooh, it's like I'm walking through the beginning of the go the, the goosebumps, uh like an episode of Goosebumps. Like, ooh. Like it's fun with like the leaves fluttering through the breeze and all that stuff. I just I like very hocus it. pocus. It's very hocus pocus. But I like
0: it. I kinda like it. Well fall can be nice in that respect. Like if you if you get into, you know, like because there are a lot of bright colors for fall too. So right. like you can decorate your house in fall colors, like dress in fall colors, like really just embrace it and yeah. like enjoy it. That helps me sometimes with it. Like yeah. um, I like to throw myself in, th- throw myself, because there's more than one of me today. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
1: there's typically more than one of you.
0: Hello. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I like to throw myself into projects. Right. Which I'm working on now.
1: Do you want to talk about what you're working on?
0: Well, I don't know. I you mean, don't want to talk about it? I don't think so yet. Because yet. like, what if I don't end up doing it? it it's going to happen. I mean, We've, it's a sewing project, but yeah. you know, I, venturing into men's clothing. Mm. Of a sort, I've never made anything for men. Yeah. Well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. Ah, male presenting clothing or clothing. Masculine presenting clothing. Thank yeah. you.
0: Here we go. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's the proper But term. that's
0: what I'm, that's what I'm making.
1: Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, So, but I actually, so I noticed that, um, well, even before that. So this weekend I went out to run an errand and I got like all dressed up. Daniel even like commented on on the fact that I was like all dressed up. you had like layers and. I wanted to look cute because I was feeling a little, you know, down in the dumps and run down and so i was like i'm gonna get dressed up to go out even though i'm gonna be back in like half an hour it doesn't matter i'm gonna get dressed up um i also i just got a really cute pink plaid shirt from old navy and i've been wanting to wear it and so i wore it on saturday and so what um As usual, though, I walked into the store that I was going to, and the sunglasses I was wearing fell on the ground, and one of the lenses popped out, and it was like, of course, of course, the one day that I'm like, I want to look cute, but I also want to feel cute. Like, I go to do that, and I start to come apart like it's midnight, and I'm turning into a pumpkin, so... Uh, maybe I'll have better luck next time, Mm -hmm. which might be, might be tomorrow. If you see me tomorrow, I might be wearing pink plaid. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, today I actually felt great. And I think it was because I was wearing skinny jeans. I know. It's nice. Isn't it? Yeah. I felt like I was wearing leggings and I was like, Ooh, yeah, let's Uh be physical. Let's walk. I I walked to the train. Two Mm. pairs of
0: skinny jeans, which that word in me have never like worked out Mm -hmm. but i got a pair from old navy and a pair from asos and Mm -hmm. it's not just that they're because they're really comfortable Mm -hmm. like all day they don't move they don't stretch out but also it's just like oh it skims my body and like i don't feel like i'm wearing you know like clown pants because, like, you know, if yeah. you're over a 34 waist, maybe even a 32, things start to get dicey. Yeah. Um, in terms of the style of the clothing that is made available to you. Yeah. Um,
1: but we're trying to change that. Somehow.
0: Mm. Um, well. Well.
1: Trying to figure out what makes me feel comfortable. And yeah. I, when I realized today that I'm more comfortable in skinny jeans, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to buy a million more pairs yeah. or something. I'm this
0: close to making my own winter coat. Like.
1: I think you should do it.
0: This close. Because I can't find, like the vanity sizing is ridiculous but i don't know if i want to jump into that yet
1: is that the actual word for it vanity sizing well
0: it's kind of like
1: um, and if i
0: remember this correctly basically it's like it's kind of like you know when you buy something on amazon or on the internet and it's like an extra extra large but it's like asian extra extra large
1: like like a triple xl in china basically it's like says large. it on the yeah it's
0: like a large in us sizes so it's it, because different countries have different concepts of what a large is and a medium is and stuff like that. But it's not just like the Asian, you know, sizing. Because that's what I hear people talk about a lot. But like from ASOS, like something like their 4X is, you know, like a Kenneth Cole like
1: large. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. And
0: that's like their plus line for like a nice wool overcoat basically that's
1: so weird a 4x should absolutely fit you. of here. course
0: it should and according to their size charts it should fit me right because of the measurements of the body that it's supposed to fit mm. but i think that there, are, you know there's some fudging going on and it's mm. not just asos i've experienced this with a lot of different brands yeah
1: um yeah the old navy is notorious but for that yeah i ordered four pairs of jeans last year i want to say and three of them fit great and one of them was too small mm-hmm. and they were all the same size yeah Remember I ordered 15 pairs of jeans from Old Navy and I kept
0: one. Yeah. And I think I got the same style in 3 colors in the same size. Mhm. And the discrepancies were just crazy. But, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes.
1: Yeah. Very true uh, with them. Um we did some bleaching. <laughs> we did, but <laughs> that not our assholes.
0: Terrible. Um I <laughs> underestimated how long this would actually take when we bleached your hair this time around? You underestimated because it. So people, so we, we just did the top of Robert's head last week, but we didn't do the all-important uh, second lift. So like when you process hair that's as dark as Robert's was, you have to do essentially two complete rounds of bleaching, which depending on the product, it's like, you know, anywhere between 30 and 50 minutes, depending on how strong the developer is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had kind of okay results, but we didn't get it white enough to take the gray <laughs> dye. So, I know, that also does not sound very good. Nope. But your hair went <laughs> green. So, on Saturday, got out all our little tools at 3 p.m., mm-hmm. and you had blonde hair by 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm, I sure did. That was, like, I thought your hair was going to fall out. And it then
1: at 9 o'clock, it turned blue. On one side. <gasps> I know. It was blue on the left side of my head. It was green on the top of mm-hmm. my head. And then it was blonde on the yeah. right side or whatever said I didn't say.
0: Yeah. So after you bleach your hair, you're supposed to put a toner, a white toner in it right. to knock out any yellows or oranges in it, um, especially if you're going to use colors like, like silver, which can go green or blue, regardless of what dyes are in them. Right. And so we use this Manic Panic Virgin Snow. On his hair and left it in for the 30 minutes and, you know, heated it up for five. And Robert had, like, again, different shades of blue and green and, I mean, very faint. But you were Daenerys for about five minutes. I was. Um, I miss it. But you do need the toner or, like, it will wash out yeah. after a few washes. But now you're a, a very nice
1: kind of steel gray. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sold. Uh, I I wouldn't describe it as steel gray. It's more like an icy blue. I think I would say. Maybe it's fading and I'm just not noticing. You were
0: icy blue yesterday.
1: Oh, okay. So it's fading. Yeah. Um, No,
0: I mean before. Before before we we put put the the color in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I went into work today and my coworker was like, ooh, I really like this. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really sold on it. She was like, no, I really like it. And I was like, okay, you're selling it. Thanks. It's a a really good color. (laughs) I like it. It is a good color.
0: excited to see what else we can do.
1: Uh, I'm not, because I had lots and lots of boils. Is that what you called them? Yes,
0: you had some chemical burns, because I told you we had to wait like a week before
1: we deposited color onto your head. Well, but that, I was fine with keeping my hair white. It was when it turned green, blue, and yellow or whatever. That I was like, okay, we can't keep it like this. Like, no. But
0: sometimes you got to walk around with funky hair for a week,
1: you know, between treatments. I should buy. I should invest in a hat for when that happens. I mean,
0: I think next time there's another brand of toner that I've read that people have used. I don't think uh, we need a toner.
1: You do. I used the shampoo that had a toner in it and everything was fine. Yes,
0: but anyway, I don't know. That's just what I read. And everybody is like, don't skip the toner.
1: What happens if we skip the toner? My hair turns, it can, like, orange?
0: It's not stabilizing the color, apparently, that you already have in it. And okay. so it, it can turn, like, yellow, green, you know. Because, like... The toning shampoo is like a maintenance thing okay, to, to keep your hair free of colors. But blonde hair and white hair that's been color treated can absorb all sorts of things from the environment that will cause it to turn color. That's why. What? Yeah. That's why people. not know that. Have you never heard the stories of people who have their, their hair bleached or just have blonde hair mm-hmm. and they get into chlorinated water and they come out and it's green? Yes. I've heard of that. Yeah. Exactly.
1: But that's not... I'm not going swimming anytime soon. It doesn't soon. matter. There's all sorts of things in the air this and This is in what the I'm talking about. The fact what? that I could walk outside. Of course. And, you know, a strong gust of wind could come and change well, the no. color of my hair. No,
0: it's just... It's things in the environment that can latch onto your hair, specifically lighter colored hair.
1: Sounds very practical.
0: And, magic. you know... Because you have to... You, we just... We stripped your hair. So the scales on your hair, which are the... Like what wrap your hair, are lifted. And so they can absorb stuff.
1: Mm, yeah. Get lifted. Anyway, that's what I read. I, I don't know. We'll experiment. Next time we're going to dye my hair with a bunch of markers. I'm going to no. put it in a pool of water. No, And then I'm going to stick enjo- my head in I'm it. enjoying
0: how this came out because I didn't think that I could actually do this. Like I thought we were going to go running to the hospital with like chemical burns on your head.
1: Or wow. you'd be bald. Wow. And you didn't share
0: any of that with me until I right now. I did too. <laughs> Every time, like I'm sitting here with this like caustic bowl of caustic liquid that's gonna like change your hair color and i'm really fascinated by it because i'm like i've always wanted to color
1: my hair but i didn't and now i don't have any so there that goes you could have been Um, cisco no i listened to the thong song today on purpose to see the artwork because i was like i want to be reminded of what cisco looked like and It was white. That hair was white. Yeah, it was white, white. It was very white. Yeah. And he had waves in it at one point. It was beautiful. Yeah.
0: No, I've always wanted um, like Annie Lennox orangey red color hair, at least for like my first hair color change. Hmm. And then I think I would want it to be, I don't know, some sort of like rose gold or purple or something. But that would be fun. But can't do that now. So.
1: Right. You know. Right. Uh, But I'm very happy with how it came out. Yeah, me too. I'm, 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 it's growing on me. Yeah.
0: But this is why people pay like upwards of $500 to bleach their hair in a salon Hmm. because you're there like all day.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a break. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about Dracula. Actually. Um, we're going to talk more about hollow eves, uh, speech from last, last episode or the episode five, the penultimate episode. I think it was episode five. My favorite word. You love that word. (laughs) stick around we'll be right back oh hi it's me robert and i have a question do you shop on amazon if so you can be a supporter of our show just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the amazon button in our menu anytime you shop on amazon using our link we'll get a small commission on everything you buy and it's free there's no cost to you as the money comes out of amazon's pocket not yours so bookmark it use it and every time you buy from amazon you'll be helping us keep the kiki going we're back and last week uh we talked about uh we talked about season 3 episode 5 of Dragula um which is the episode where the queens were asked or the the drag performers uh were asked to create looks out of trash and um yeah uh Sorry, I just I have a given the, the the framing of the conversation we're about to have, I have a problem with it being considered trash. But anyway, well, okay, I'll so leave that aside. That's the, the this was the words of that the was the assignment. That they was had the assignment
0: to create, you know, garments made out of trash. Yes, and Halloween decided to craft a very like beautiful garment, stunning, stunning garment. Um, yeah. we talked about it on the last episode, but it was this quilted kind of corseted top and jewelry and hair and the whole nine yards out of, uh, feminine care products. So maxi pads, tampons, uh, tampons. Again, those two things in different sizes, um, different sewing techniques. And they were criticized by, uh, the Boulets and the other judges because they were told that it looked unfinished. Um, and to a certain extent, both Robert and I agreed that it did look unfinished. Um, and, you know, we were we were wondering why, you know, she, why why they didn't uh, dirty it up a little bit or make it look like it had blood or use blood on it since
1: or use the or or,
0: or use the tampons that she that they
1: that they had that, saved. See, and this
0: is the problem. They they misgender them on the show. Right. Actively. Right. But hollows pronouns are they in them? Um so they do save their, their tampons and things like that as part of their art. Right. But it was not used. So we were wondering why and criticized it to a certain extent because we thought that they could have gone further with the look.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we got a bunch of responses uh, via email, Twitter, uh, and uh, comments on our website mm-hmm. and stuff. Um so uh I'm I'm actually really happy that we got this much engagement yeah, on this absolutely. because it really it it took us somewhere that I'm I'm happy Anyway, I'm, I'm happy that we're doing this. So, our listener, Leah, emailed us, and um, and they said, Hollow wasn't allowed to use the frozen used tampons, nor was she even allowed to paint them red. If the show was still on YouTube, then perhaps it wouldn't have been an issue, but this season of Dra- Dragula is affiliated without TV, which means it has to abide by broadcasting rules. Manila Luzon ran into the same issue with her maxi pad dress on All Stars. It's very frustrating that blood and gore on TV is okay, But menstrual blood is tattoo is taboo. Ugh, I have seen. Okay, side note. I have seen the word taboo so many times today, and all of the stuff we've read, Mm -hmm. and I keep reading the word tattoo. My brain is playing so many tricks on me. Um, back to Leah's email. Hollow does like to make long-winded speeches, but I think her angry rea- reaction to the judges' critiques was directly related to the restrictions that had been placed on her, and was likely frustrated that she couldn't directly address that issue on the stage, or even backstage with the other contestants. And that was a big part of what was frustrating about the whole s- the scenario in general. Yeah, I think. absolutely.
0: And I felt, to a certain extent, like, not ashamed or embarrassed, because it just wasn't something that we took into account. But I had completely forgotten about the the issue that Manila Luzon had when she wanted to wear her, you know, maxi pad dress on, on All Stars. And I remember when she put the image out. You know, a lot of people were like, including us were like, hmm, we don't know if that's that would have been the best idea.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I'm actually I, I for one, I'm am, am glad that the show didn't allow her or or uh, discouraged her from wearing that dress because I don't think as a as a man who dresses as a woman. Yeah. That exactly. it would have been received the way that I think Manila uh, intended it f- to, intended for it to be. received. Yes, exactly. The The same way that, you know, it would
0: like you and I as men. It it would not make sense if we were like you know like uh, saying ooh you know like you can't show like tampons or maxi pads with like menstrual blood on them on TV because that's just ridiculous I right. mean I think it's it's we we show blood in so many other areas right. gore specifically on Dracula too yeah. you know it should be noted that I think it's um, I actually think it's it's quite fascinating and disgusting as to why they don't allow you know, you to show feminine hygiene products with the fluid that they're made for. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Consid- especially considering, and we haven't talked about uh, episode six yet, mm-hmm. but there is a stillborn... Um, a calf fetus. calf fetus. Yeah. That was an actual calf fetus yeah. that was taxidermied shown mm-hmm. on that episode. And I feel like if we're going to go ahead and show a stillborn uh, calf fetus mm-hmm. on this show. Then what's wrong with and I and I think this is this was Hollow's point. Mm-hmm. Is like if we're going to use, especially with the conversation that they had with Dahlia, um, if we're going to use this refrigerator to house meat products, what's wrong with me putting my used tampons in here? Yeah,
0: like where was Priscilla keeping that stillborn calf? I exactly. mean that would not fit in a fridge, and I'm sure no. it was like formaldehyde preserved. It's was- having, having once kept a shark fetus in formaldehyde in my refrigerator. That's for another day. Um, okay. I <laughs> this probably came in a bag because apparently right. she sources them from a like, you know, an ethical. She sourced that one ethically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she provided the link for it on her social media and all that. But regardless of that, it, she's just a really good example of why this particular regulation. For lack of a better word, is a problem because Priscilla was able to have a dead, like a, you know, a stillborn calf in her performance, in her look, covered in blood. She had, you know, like a, um, a fake kind of cow belly within like umbilical cord. Like that's all the same general area where menstrual blood is also coming from. And that was all quite bloody. So I really don't understand this regulation, which, is impossible to actually find. And maybe I'm skipping mm-hmm. ahead,
1: but, um. Why don't we read the other, yes, some of the other comments so, we got about this, um, and then we'll talk about
0: it. One that. of our listeners, Philippe, commented on our website, uh, with the following, um, about Hollow. They weren't allowed to use the tampons they saved. TV channels and networks have this big taboo about periods <clears throat> and do not show anything but blue liquid to represent period blood. Uh, putting period blood in the same um box or i would say like classification as excrements the idea of their outfit suddenly changed and had suddenly had to be changed so this definitely compromised the look now we can reevaluate their anger about everything and see how they took into took took it to a personal level because it was personal that is why they said quote but at the end of the day i am a fucking nightmare for all platforms because i simply do not enjoy any shred of conformity Still hard to be an AFAB person and celebrate your own body, even on Dracula. After all, it's a choice to make them look crazy and unreasonable on the edit in the name of this. And the name of this, in my opinion, is gaslighting. Mm. And I think that Philippe is completely correct. They could have, there could have been something, some disclaimer, some note saying that, you know, this is not allowed or allowed Hollow to express maybe more than what we were actually shown yeah allow them to explain yeah explain that this was something that they were told not to do or put it on the show to yeah. explain it like and going back to to um to leah's point about manila is that manila later said that she was discour- strongly discouraged and told she'd be edited exactly that it would be like um it like pixelated blurred. or yeah. something
1: yeah well, uh so our listener Erica tweeted us and uh it it was a lot of a uh, similar stuff as to what Philippe said. Um but she also mentions that uh she'd been thinking of the show as so much more open and honest than uh the other one. Uh and this makes me remember that it's all show business baby, it's a bummer. Um and then she goes on to to say that Dragula doesn't address it within the con- it meaning the the fact that Hollow wasn't allowed to use uh, these uh, these products or the, the used tampons um, and so then hollow looks like an over the top hysterical bitch quote unquote who sounds like your fucking mother end quote rather than someone who is protesting a very real censoring of their art and again I mean when I saw this tweet from Erica I was like oh my god you're absolutely right that is inc- that is a- exactly what happened they made hollow look like you know a hysterical woman and that's not you know that's not who they are very very plainly that's not who they are uh and i think it's i don't i don't know i i i thought that it was very um irresponsible of the show Absolutely. to paint them in this light yeah
0: and i and and this is the thing where on i guess to play devil's advocate but i don't really know if that's what i'm doing which i should know what i'm doing um <laughs> is that i I think that they were, that Hollow's elimination didn't necessarily have everything to do with the fact that their look looked unfinished. I think there were other things at play, Mm -hmm. you know, just as like some performance things and whatever. But
1: I think the eliminations on Dragula are cumulative. Yeah, exactly. Because if you you look at like a report card mm -hmm. for each of the contestants, it was Hollow's turn to go. Yeah. Unfortunately. According to like a cumulative thing.
0: But I think... And the thing is, I guess I'm not smart enough to know how to address this, but I'm, well, first of all, Flabbergasted that we both forgot about the, the, what Manila went through with her period look, for lack of a better word. And so it just kind of left my mind and I didn't even think to reference that when we were having our conversation last week and instead kind of putting the blame on Hollow, which is not correct at all. Um, for, you know, for having yeah. like an unfinished look, if you're not allowed to do something like what else? What else were they going to do to make their look look like discarded? Because I, I guess, you know, discard like discarded feminine hygiene products. Exactly. What was she going to do? Cover it in blue liquid like in the commercials? Right. And and that's where we did some digging after receiving these comments and kind of like having our rusty memories jog that the, these this has been an issue in the past. And so we found several articles that say that they have found that the FCC, you know, has kind of put a a ban on depicting menstrual blood in...
1: Or anything that doesn't... Any, anything that looks like not water.
0: Exactly. So that's why... And it doesn't just extend to like feminine hygiene products. It's... Right uh diapers um any like anything that is supposed to absorb a bodily fluid gets the blue liquid treatment right um
1: but but they don't and for a while it extended to uh i don't know that the rule extended to these, but they wouldn't use anything other than a blue liquid in paper towel commercials
0: exactly only un- until recently had they been using more realistic liquids like juice like juice and yeah juice <laughs> right. spaghetti i mean you know right. but right. what what i what i found interesting in, in 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 reading these articles is that it wasn't until 1985 that the word period was even mentioned in like a tampon or maxi pad ad and it was uh said by Courtney Cox yeah. of all people i didn't know she was in one it of those it was an
1: always commercial wasn't it i it didn't
0: specify Tampax, no always yeah. was In 2011, Always was the first feminine hygiene product brand to show red. And it was a small dot on a maxi pad. And they got, like, ripped to shreds by the powers that be. And they had to, like, you know.
1: um, Pull the commercial. Pull the commercial and all of that. And the thing that is even more interesting than that is that it was illegal to advertise feminine hygiene products until the year 1950. Mm Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like.
0: But the thing is, see, and and this is just one example, which I'm sure you know. We're we're men who, you know, I guess fortunately,
1: are. We just we've we don't yes. have life experiences well, we, where we
0: you know we have the privilege that we don't have to go and buy these things you know buy tampons maxi pads things like that you know we don't well, have we don't have life luxury tax. we don't have life experiences yeah. with menstruation exactly per, like personal so, life experience, so our like lack of not but i feel like our lack of knowledge also comes from a place of male privilege in this oh respect, absolutely which is what yeah which is what i was trying to I, but yeah, it's a blind yeah. spot exactly and like, the blind spot may be there, but now that the blind spot is not there, because our uh, listeners kind of pointed out, oh, remember this? Yeah. It's now, like, you can't... Now it's like you question everything, and it's one of those things. So, like, yeah. I, over the past, you know, two days that we've been talking about this, very vividly remember not understanding why babies had diapers and why women had diapers. Mm. Because that is, like... And I, I knew what a period was from when I was really young. I knew that it was blood about shedding the, you know, the lining of, of, of the, of the uterus and all that. Cause my mother sat down and explained it to me. Right. And said, that's why she had to use these products, you know, maxi pads and things like that. But then watching the commercials, even though I had this knowledge, I would only ever see blue liquid. They never mentioned blood. They never mentioned menstruation, you know, like, when I was a little kid, it was like, oh, a visit from your, you know, your monthly your friend and flow, Flo, maybe period here and there, but it wasn't as widely used as it is now. So I really wondered why, you know, babies had diapers and women had pee pee pads is what I thought they were growing mm. up because you use the same liquid. right? But they're not like... I think that that's a really bad thing to be confused about as a child. When you've already been given the correct information.
1: Right. But it was up to... Clearly your mom made the decision to share that with Mm -hmm. you because she understood that you were going to be delivered misinformation Mm -hmm. by the world.
0: And my wires were still crossed. Yeah. Until I mentioned it many years later. My mother was like, oh, yeah, that's weird. I never thought about that. Because my mother also was conditioned to just accept that this is how her care products were going to be marketed to her. Right. You know, it's like, it's something that, you know, you're supposed to be ashamed of if you're a woman and, you know, you have to like slide the tampon up your, your sleeve when you go to the bathroom and all these like things that I, I, I saw my mom do growing up, like even in our own house. And it's like, right.
1: There's an incredible amount. My mother,
0: you know, should have been able to like hold it above her head and like wave it like a flag if she wanted to. Like exactly our home. But, Things like that are so built in to, you know, to like your, your, uh, the way you deal with these things. I, I'm at a loss for words, but. Right.
1: Yeah. I remember being at work once and, um, and I, I work with, I, I work with mostly women. Um, and there was one day that one of my coworkers needed a, like a pad or a tampon and she felt comfortable enough asking for one. Like asking from asking my coworker for one in Mm -hmm. front of me. And I was just like, oh, oh, that must have been like because you could you could sort of see the the wheels spinning as she stood there, like trying to get the words out. And I was like, oh, that must have been difficult. Like, Mm -hmm. feel free, like feel very free to, you know, whatever. Um, I remember as a child, uh, we went to we were we were buying a gift for one of my cousins and my aunt was buying her pantyhose and I remember th- I I remember creating a connection between pantyhose and panty liners because they had the same word in them. And so I was never taught what uh, what tampons or maxi pads were for. Um, I just would occasionally stumble upon them when I was like looking for a new deodorant mm-hmm. stick or something like it was a very like we just my parents didn't talk about any of that stuff mm-hmm. with me. Um And I mean, the extent of my experience with it is, you know, I I had a friend who I used to hook up with and she had her period when we were going to hook up once. And that was that like that was, you know, but I don't remember being like. A.O. Gross. Whatever. We just like we're like alright guess we're gonna watch a movie instead. Like it was very mm-hmm. whatever. But it's like your body does stuff sometimes. Right.
0: Like that's what I don't understand. It's um and again I don't understand I think because I'm a man. Like and right. you again have the privilege of not having to worry about these things as a man. And exactly. I think that it should be it shouldn't be like one of those things that unfortunately I think is still kind of put in the the box of you know like like women's things. You know, I think that that education regarding what goes on with your body should be taught to everybody equally, regardless of what their gender is, you know, because I think that it is then it becomes destigmatized. It becomes less of a something that shouldn't be a mystery. Like everybody should know what a maxi pad is for. Everybody should know what a tampon is for and and therefore then you know you eliminate the shame behind that i mean you have to eliminate you know the shame of of the period to begin with but that's another uh, and they should be free oh yeah i don't understand that either and i've and i've researched why there like there is no i mean and obviously i'm not the first person to say this but there is no reason there is no reason why these products should be taxed
1: the way they are if, it makes no sense if i as a man If I as a man can go to my doctor and get a prescription for Viagra and have part of it subsidized by some weird coupon program that exists on the internet, Mm -hmm. why are women paying extra taxes on, or any taxes for that matter, on any feminine hygiene? Why are they like, it should be the same as like, I know that in Florida where my parents live, they're diabetic and they can pay a dollar for their insulin. Mm -hmm. Why aren't women paying a dollar for their their maxi pads or their t- for a, for mm-hmm. a, a, a fucking Costco size pack. What is that?
0: I um a few months ago I was uh reading about this uh photo essay that had been published and um and I was trying to find it to to reference on this episode but I couldn't. But it was a photographer who went around the world to kind of the major major countries in each, you know, like continent? Continent, something like that. Yeah. to talk with Women about how they deal with their periods mm-hmm. and you know what products they use and it was really interesting and again kind of sad to see that in some of the you know developing countries as they call them like certain parts of Africa and Asia and so on and so forth that they were resorting to basically things that were not sanitary and or very safe right for them and then on you know, on the other side of the spectrum you you know, you, you, you have this photographer slash journalist talking to women in, you know, the United States and the UK and and, main, and mainland Europe. And, you know, they have access to, to, you know, regular, standard, hygienic care products. Right. You know, at a premium, of course. But, like, they're not, they're not made available to everybody. This should not be something
1: that's unattainable. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Right. But because of misogyny. Mm -hmm. It's treated as such. Yeah. Um, Just to wrap up this conversation, Mm -hmm. um, uh, we tried. So we looked on the FCC's website to try and find any kind of hint as to why this Mm -hmm. exists, like why this is a thing. And there's nothing. No. And from what I've gotten from from reading uh, the the, the quote unquote guidelines, because they're very loose on the FCC's website, is that it's completely subjective. There is, I guess, a, a person who is hired to watch all of these commercials and make a decision mm-hmm. based on whatever's in their brain or based on a series of complaints. Yeah. Well, and what they say, so all we were
0: able to find is a one page, well, it was really two pages. The second page is a complaint form. Um, right. But the it's just a consumer guide. That's all it is, right? And it just says the federal law prohibits obscene and indecent and profane content from being broadcast on the radio or TV. That may seem clear enough, but determining what's obscene, indecent, and profane mean can be difficult, depending on who you talk to. So not even they know exactly. And again, it's like you said, it, they 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 work on the know it when you see it principle, mm-hmm. and then you can tell the FCC to look into it. But also the the idea of obscene content and indecent content is still quite, you know, up to... It's vague.
1: It's very vague. It's purposefully but, fully vague.
0: Yeah. But both are subject to the three-pronged test for obscenity. So they use a fork,
1: basically. But if a fork can go into it, it's obscene. Well, a fork has four. Well, some of them have three. Okay. The f- fancy one that you use for, like, eating escargot or whatever. The oh, product. yeah. The little tiny one. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: But yeah, but what are these three prongs? And that, there's no, like, what are, what, what are they? Like, right. that's just that there's no explanation. So like, they're trying to hide a rubric that prohibits a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. Like, if I can complain about it, I, I want, you know, I want like a, a rubric. Like, tell me, what can I complain about?
1: I also don't understand what they're afraid of. Like, if you, you think that if you allow uh, if you allow people to see a MaxiPad commercial that has, I, even if it's not actual blood, if it has like red liquid being poured onto it so it looks a little bit more like what it's for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what are you afraid is going to happen? You're afraid that some family somewhere is going to be watching, you know, they're going to be watching Jeopardy while they eat dinner and all of a sudden during the commercial break, they, you know, little Johnny sees a maxi pad commercial and his brain explodes like that's like people should understand. You should be talking to your children about these things because they're part of life. Mm -hmm. Like this is part of life. Yeah. How did, how did this child come to be? Like explain it to them. Mm -hmm. It's really that simple and we shouldn't need someone like the FCC to be regulating stuff like this. So anyway, and I also just wanted to say that rather than put the, um, you know, I was, I was sort of proud of us in this moment because rather than putting the, um, the work on someone else Mm -hmm. to like explain this to us, we did the research ourselves Mm -hmm. and um, thankfully we were able to find uh, this amazing article on Bustle, actually, that we'll link in the um, in the show notes, uh, all about the the blue liquid, mm-hmm. uh, the, this whole blue liquid idea. Yeah. And they're just as
0: confused as everybody else.
1: The author seemed pretty like she she pretty much understood everything. I thought it was interesting that she mentioned that her grown male friends were then confused because they had seen some diaper ads. And it, it provided some confusion for them. So that's very interesting. But I love that she kept that in there. <laughs> so it's a great article. Please read it. Um, and um, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about we're going to continue talking about Dragula, actually. Um, and we're talk- going to talk about Drag Race UK for a second, for a minute. <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free, and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip, and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle.
1: We're back. And it's time for our 1 minute Dracula review. Do you want to start a timer or do you want me to just like try and keep us honest? Um, I'll start a timer. Why All right.
0: not? Hold on. I have this new fancy phone that should just be able to read my mind. But it doesn't. New fancy phone. You can ask uh Siri to do it for you. Welcome to the stage, new fancy phone. Okay. Ready. And so season 3 episode 6. Yes. And go.
1: Landon is um my winner.
0: Yeah on fire the
1: what a fucking genius
0: like he just it just it really boggles the mind yeah how does he have time to sleep right that brain and like it had mucus which is like you put mucus it just like so gross so good also the (laughs) fact that they i i'm still not clear if they accidentally misspelled intelligence on the book or did it on purpose but it worked. Yeah. Cause it's like this crazy doctor who's like trying to eat people's brains, but their book is spelled with one L. Yeah. For intelligence. Yeah. Um, Landon's just great. I, I mean, it really is a, a master class in drag excellence and showmanship and, you know, the whole shebang. Yeah. Basically. Crown him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought a lot of the other queens were really good too, but there was something that was just so, Instantly
1: terrifying about what Landon did. Yeah, we should have moved on from Landon a little faster. Yeah, I know. Oh well. Well. Um. Really quickly though, I want to say that I call full shenanigans on that weird game of uh, operation that they did for their mm-hmm. <laughs> for their um extermination challenge. Yeah. That shit wasn't real,
0: was it? Do you think it was real? Do you think they were really getting shocked in the collar? I thought Priscilla was gonna pee herself. Like, cause she, I mean, they both were. They like, were acting.
1: I don't know. But, we'll have to ask Madeline about but that. But one of them was acting a little better than the other one, if you ask me. So Which one? The one who stayed. Um, oh. Let's move on. Wow. So now <laughs> that we have RuPaul's Drag Race UK, we're uh. going to start doing one minute reviews. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest. I would love to talk about this show for more than a minute because I thoroughly can enjoyed it. Can we do two it. minutes?
0: Can we? Can we? Keep? Sure. Let's do two this minutes. This is like a landmark moment. Can we do three? No, two. Okay, fine.
1: Wait, what time is it? What time is it in the UK right now? It is three in the morning. So in if the we UK. did it at three in the morning for two minutes, would it still be? What time would it be? Three o. It would be three o two when we were done. Well,
0: three o five because it's nine o three.
1: Okay. I, I think, think it's everything I just said had nothing to do with anything. So let's do two minutes okay. on the clock. And... Let's do three. Let's be let's be nice to ourselves. <sighs> let's treat ourselves. Why not? We never do. <laughs> what?
0: Nothing. Okay. So Three, two, one, three one. Three minutes go. <laughs> season one, episode one.
1: Um, I love it.
0: <laughs> I I feel like it's the first time. It's the first time uh what do you mean just, by that i feel like it's the first time i've seen drag race oh like i feel like i did after the first episode of the first season of drag race it was
1: different and refreshing and just- okay so i want to ask you a question do you feel like so in the photo shoot challenge rupaul was nervous laughing for a lot of it do you feel like that had to do with the fact that she could not understand people's accents yes okay good yeah i like that i like that rupaul is just Mm -hmm. as thrown off as all of the contestants because she gets a taste of her own medicine i love how
0: specifically british it was and i know Mm -hmm. people are like well of course it was gonna be right but very quickly in like 10 seconds it's that i was worried that the predominance of drag race like u.s drag race being transmitted out into the world would have shifted
1: local drag like Please. would have turned vinegar strokes into like i don't know shakehuley cuz vinegar strokes to me is one of the more entertaining of the bunch but mm-hmm. her makeup is not great But it transcends, Mm -hmm. like, even though her makeup isn't great, I still want, I'm still rooting for her because I enjoy her.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That it wouldn't just be a, I mean, not that Shay is just a beautiful queen, but that it's, you you know, there has been this cookie cutter thing in terms of looks and trends that get adopted.
1: I wasn't saying that Shay was just a pretty queen. I was saying that her makeup is refined. I know. It is very refined. I'm just
0: saying, I was clarifying it. Sure. Um, Sure you were. I just, I, I just loved it. I loved it, and I'm kind of obsessed with Scaredy Cat, and mm-hmm. and I have to say, mm-hmm. I have to say that the fact that so the first person to go home being Gothie Kendall, who that lip sync like Gothie Kendall should be embarrassed.
1: That was pathetic.
0: Embarrassed, oh. embarrassed of herself, embarrassed of her. Yes,
1: embarrassed for herself. For herself. That was. That was sad. That was some. That was sad. That was some. The bachelorette got too drunk and somehow stumbled onto the stage and was trying to mm-hmm. lip sync next to the drag queen. Like, yeah, you should be embarrassed. That is wow, mm-hmm. wow. Also, why
0: why blue hydrangea did not win is beyond me. Because oh that my coin God. thing.
1: But why also- was blue hydrangea safe? And who was the other girl who did something? Um, something was in the top. Yes. And but there was another was girl. Yes. But there was another girl. Uh, I mean, so, uh, some, something. No, she didn't win. It was the other one who won. And I don't know why she won. Probably because. The Vivian. The, the Vivian. Probably because mm-hmm. they love Pete Burns.
0: Yeah. Well, also, she was the drag race ambassador. So I feel like that has something to do with it, even though they're mm. saying it's not, it doesn't.
1: So she's Raja, basically. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. It's well known. Mm hmm. I mean, they talked about it. That Race Chaser just finished mm-hmm. covering season three. Oh, I haven't listened And they talked about yet. it thoroughly. I haven't listened yet. Yeah. And they're not doing season four next, which is very disappointing. Oh, of course they're not. They're doing Drag Race UK, which, like, as great as it is, I want to hear. Well, I want to I know. Have, everyone has been tuning into mm-hmm. Race Chaser, waiting for them to cover seasons four and season five. Mm-hmm. And we're right, we're just around the yeah. corner. And you know... Not to make this about this, but you know that when they're done with Drag Race UK, they're going to go right into All Stars mm-hmm. 5, which is super annoying. Yeah. I want season four. And we're going to have to wait until next summer for it.
0: But So before we move on, I know yes. we passed our three minutes, but Scaredy Cat. That, I'm I'm fascinated. She is a 19-year-old straight apartment
1: queen. And yes... I don't know about straight.
0: Well, that was their... That was what
1: he said. I would I would say that Scaredy Cat is queer. I don't know what uh label they choose to they said straight. Go by.
0: They said straight when they were being asked.
1: They said they were straight.
0: They said they were straight and they have a girlfriend who's a drag queen. And yes, oh. he has a girlfriend who's a drag queen, but like eleven months doing drag and not having left your apartment. I'm again, it's just like got like you know, in, in terms of like young. Like youth, it's like a 19 year old straight apartment queen did better than Gothie Kendall. That's embarrassing
1: yeah i I would also i don't remember how long Gothi said that they'd been doing drag you but I think, drag
0: for maybe a, a handful yeah of,
1: I think more than a year at least, based on their Instagram. they paint beautifully oh stunning without that goes without stunning. saying I also really I feel like it's not lost on us american viewers that they sent home a look queen first just saying i know just saying They're i showing, really yeah i really with both my hands under my chin i really enjoyed it's that. showing what's being valued i really enjoyed and that. i'm kind of excited mm. i really really enjoyed that mm. okay let's move on <laughs> show you in just one minute um oh my God. <laughs> i want to know what what gay heaven was going to be like i want to know RuPaul i also can we hear um who was the was it was alan carr was Uh the first was the first one i want to hear him talk more i do yeah i want to hear him talk more because i feel like uh episode episode two which is coming we're going to hear graham norton talk a hell of a Mm. lot more than that guy did so let's hear him talk Hmm. um it's time for i'm so excited i'm so excited Uh, what are we excited for this week? Oh, I'm first. Ha ha ha. Um, so this week on an I'm so excited. Um, we are excited about the sequel to the hit podcast episode. So fat, so brave. Yes, the episode that was on the fantastic podcast. Cabronas y chingonas. It was a conversation between Maite eva arreguin of the colores radio and Favi Fav from latinos who lunch and the art people podcast and they did a sequel to their conversation about all things being so fat and so brave um it was a beautiful episode um and there was a moment where there was a moment that almost made me cry where fabi talks about um his mom buying uh like a mickey mouse cake because they were um they were going to. Did you listen to the episode yet? No, I have no? not. Oh, okay. Because you're nodding like you did. I just wanted to. Check no, no, I'm I'm acknowledging what you're saying because I'm oh, looking okay. for my. Uh... So um, Favi talks about how his mom bought this Mickey Mouse cake and she hid it. She purposely hid it from everyone. He found it and like devoured it. And I can't tell you. I have so many stories about this because as a child, I was deprived of all of the like the fun. Oh, you know, processed, albeit processed snacks. <laughs> that um that uh thanks for that sorry um i was deprived of all of these all of these like fun snacks that all of my peers were eating um and so whenever there was the possibility to have one i fully went in and like ate all of it because who knows who knows when the next time is is going to be that my Mm -hmm. parents are going to bring peanut m&ms into the house for example Mm. you know what i mean like so uh deprivation is not the answer to no. treat to, to teach children that the best way to um the the best way to handle your cravings for things like chocolate and sweets is to ignore it that doesn't work not for kids It makes it worse it, it makes like it so much worse when
0: i sit around the house and i'm like i would love pizza i would love pizza i would love pizza and and then i say no i shouldn't because we're doing keto it just gets worse yeah so i just order the pizza right and then I'm good for a little while. Right. You know? Um, it's also like teaching... Not really the same thing, but well, sure. But I'm saying depriving yourself of things and also kind of like looking at
1: them like they're well bad. Well, specifically what, what it triggered in me is that my father and I have the have a similar sweet tooth. Mm. And so what my dad would do is he would buy all of these king-sized chocolate bars and he would hide them from me. And it became a game at a certain mm-hmm. point where he would hide them somewhere he usually hid them in the liquor cabinet which was like super easy for me to figure out but he started getting a little bit more creative and i had nothing but time on my hands <laughs> let's be real so i would find and my favorite was when he got the symphony bars because those had like little like nuts and f- dried fruit and oh the fancy really good. ones yeah um so i would find them and i would make a point like the day i found them i'm like okay i have to eat two of these mm-hmm. And that's an unhealthy amount of sugar for a child, but at the same time, you're teaching me that I'm not allowed to even look at any of this food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, how am I supposed to react? Yeah. And then the other time, the other time I thought of immediately, um, my parents used to buy, or my dad would occasionally buy a like a costco size bag of peanut M&Ms, and so The day I found that one, I sat in my bedroom and ate the whole thing. I don't even think I sat in my bedroom. I think I might have sat in the bathroom and ate the whole thing. And it was a big, like, 64-ounce bag of M&Ms. And I flushed the bag down the toilet so I could get rid of the evidence. And what ended up happening is my dad had to unscrew the toilet from the floor and he pulled out... And the whole time I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why the toilet's overflowing. I have no idea. Whatever. He pulls the bag out when he's done. And he's like, you still sure you don't know why the toilet is overflowing? And it's like, I would not have resorted to that if I wasn't made to feel like it was it was like morally wrong for me mm-hmm. to be eating M&Ms. Why can't I have M&Ms every once in a while? Yeah. So anyway... Their episode goes into all of this stuff and talks about their experiences with eating and uh, being shamed for their body they they even go into talking about representation in media uh, they talk about shrill they talk about Poonam um, uh, Patel's character in sh- in a special um, a whole bunch of stuff. there's mm-hmm. th- that show American Housewife apparently is uh, is about Anyway, we'll talk about it later, but like there's there's a subplot in that show that's wild to me. Um, but it was an amazing episode. They are saying that there will be a third episode. I'm very excited. Um and uh yeah, I'm I said after the first episode, I said that I um it it caused me to look at myself differently and look mm-hmm. at look at my body differently. There was something specifically that Favi said that was like, you know, that we as, as bigger people we tend to 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 live like sort of temporary in our bodies um and and I'm I'm definitely mm-hmm. you know the all of the changes I've been making have been because of the conversation mm-hmm. that I heard them have um and I'm I'm i' I'm moving in like I've moved into my body and mm-hmm. so there's there was so much more there was so many more uh useful elements to the conversation that they had so mm-hmm. um I can't I can't uh recommended enough so go listen to too fat too brave um which would have come out on wednesday i believe wednesday october 2nd if you're looking for it um so probably by the time you go to uh cabronas y chingonas it will have been the penultimate episode
0: oh my god you got to use it twice
1: i swear (laughs) i'm not doing it on purpose it's my favorite word okay i'm done your new middle name penultimate i love it that could be our child when we have one robert p lechunger
0: go ahead (laughs) (laughs) so that noise that i so inconsiderately caused earlier was because i was trying to look up my i'm so excited because it came up to me it came up to me jesus christ Well, but what about
1: this one you have here well i want
0: to leave that one till the end Oh, um so lisa over at black women's stitch um who we have we've talked about um a bit on um on the podcast she um is based in the South and runs a kind of sewing group specifically for black women. Um, And this past weekend, they had their Stitch Please uh, (laughs) sewing retreat uh, where they rented out a conference room at a hotel, had all their sewing machines up, so on and so forth. Now, I would always love to shout out Black Women Stitch because I think Lisa's amazing, but Lisa has improved my life. And it was by inviting Ta-Osh um to the Stitch Please retreat this weekend. And Taosh is a Southern I believe they're a Southern based custom um clothing uh uh Atelier. Let's call it let's call it an atelier based in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And among the many things that they do, they also allow you to buy raw materials via their Etsy store. And what they brought to share with the women at Black Women Stitch, Stitch Please, was an 85 shade palette of mesh fabrics, nude mesh fabrics. So they produce the most nude shades of any retailer out there, which I think is amazing. That's great. Yeah. And it's not just like your standard power mesh. They sell... Stretch tool, illusion tool, basically anything that you would need, any type of sheer fabric that stretches a little bit that you would need to make a bodysuit, lingerie, undergarments, and you want it to be in your shade of nude, you can get from them. And they will even do custom colors for you. So I'm very excited because I plan on ordering a few shades for the project that we were talking about in the beginning. The secret project. The secret project. Because it is a it is a mesh-based nude project that I'm mm. wor- working on. Because that's oh. kind of what I want. What Well, it's it's our project together. you giving I'm, away too much. But I'm thinking of, of the skin tones. I just, I want this kind of all nude fantasy accessible mm. to everybody. Okay. So anywho, like I said, I like their name is Taosh and their website is uh, www.ta-osh.com um and you should go check them out if you're in need of mesh
1: you should put that link in the description box
0: and i will um so please check them out it's also reasonably priced and you know you're supporting a uh a a business that's local in the south so Mm -hmm. there you go and who's last on our list so last but not least is uh sophia nygaard um who is a youtuber that we kind of uh happened upon this past weekend. Um, and so she is one of the, or was one of the founders of BuzzFeed's Ladylike, um, which is kind of like their female Try Guys, in a way, I think. Um, and she left in 2017 to create her own content and has over 8 million followers on YouTube, millions of views for each video that she puts out. Um, and she's a lot of fun. You should really check her out. She does travel videos the internet made me buy it um she just debuted her lipstick collaboration with ColourPop that involved her making a life-size lipstick it was like six Um, feet tall yeah Yeah. it's a lot of fun and she has such a dry sense of humor um all right right. that's my favorite and see ya (laughs) uh, next time
1: um so please check her out yeah it's it's really great Um, Shamash that subscribe button smash that subscribe (laughs) button Um, she just she reminds me of my niece
0: she's so kooky
1: my niece is kooky like that too
0: Um, (laughs) she also does a number of haul videos which are kind of interesting
1: yeah Um, yeah, she's a good time so go check her out yeah Um, so to round out this episode I have some pettiness my pettiness is killing me so this week's pettiness goes out to Lisa Bedrick of Austin, Texas, who, um, who, according to her Twitter bio, has a BA in English and a minor in the Bible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you didn't tell me about this beforehand. <laughs>
1: Um, she tweeted Homo- homosexuality is not loving. It's one person causing another person significant bodily pain and torture. A male penis was never meant to be inserted into the anus and it leads to tons of health issues if or when it is. Don't be gay? Question mark question mark. So is she convinced That you shouldn't be gay? Um, so I just really enjoyed how Twitter Twitter immediately was like, "Let's respond." Uh Matt Lucas, who I think is Matt Lucas is a porn star, no? You're
0: thinking of Michael Lucas. Oh uh,
1: whoops. Well, he responded, well, I love it. Uh very simple.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you can smash my like button anytime you want.
1: Uh-huh. Uh bottoms for Kamala.
0: Stop. <laughs> That's an internet handle? That's a Twitter handle. <laughs> That's
1: somebody's Twitter name. Um, responded, wow. straight people do butt stuff too, Karen. Uh <laughs> let's see are you sure you weren't conceived via anal sex being so full of shit and all (gasps) this is just, Oh, that's gold. This is exactly why I invented invented. That's why I, I added this segment into the episode because there are so many moments like this that happen on Twitter. Right. Right.
0: Which is amazing.
1: Um, and then, uh, let's see. Michael McGee said love between a man and a woman results in childbirth, which causes serious discomfort and sometimes death. What's your answer for that? A little less funny. Um horrors horrors of yore <laughs> wrote puts down lube puts man down say what now um that's a that one's a little more it makes more sense if you're like reading the tweet ah. uh <laughs> illuminati oh my god says <laughs> <laughs> says obviously you're not doing it right um <laughs> and um my favorite was Olivia Mace who basically took her took this woman's original tweet and changed it to say homophobia is not loving. It's one person causing a community, significant emotional pain and torture An uneducated opinion is never meant to be inserted into the public domain. And it leads to a ton of abuse if, and when it is don't be homophobic work, right? Wow. Um, and then uh, I guess Lisa got tired of all these responses and she responded with, I'm not anti-gay people. I just want to make sure people know what the Bible says about homosexuality with another question mark at the end. Actually, wait, I think I think because of the way I'm reading this, the question marks are supposed to be like emojis. Whoopsies. Um, it doesn't say anywhere. I'm pretty sure it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that uh, you shouldn't put your penis into. I know it's not. I know, I know it's know not that.
0: explicitly mentioned.
1: It says. It says. Well, first of all, the Bible was translated from from a language that nobody uses anymore. So yeah. there's that.
0: It also depends on which translation of the Bible you're reading, right? Like there, it's it, you know, right. yeah. Just it doesn't always translate. Yeah, that's why Moses has horns. Let's not forget that.
1: But like, also, <laughs> it was a translation error. But also, like it's 2019, and people have made so many advancements in technology and science and all kinds of stuff. Also, that's where my uh, oh my god, why am I forgetting this? That's where that's where the that's where the button lives. That's what we're gonna call it.
0: Smash my like button. Right right. there, we go. Smash my like button. (laughs) Yeah, like if the like button, if the if a man's like button. Well, no, hold on. Let me let me phrase this properly because I do I do know English. Um, <laughs> is that if if nothing the prostate, if yeah, if if nothing was supposed to go up there, then why is the prostate there? Yes. And why does it feel good? Like, yeah. Is her name Lisa or Karen? It's Lisa. Because <laughs> you said Karen. And I was like, why are they always named Karen? Well, um, they're not. But that's the funny part. But like, yeah. But Karen, I feel is just like that's a Karen thing to say. Sorry. right sorry for all you progressive karens out there but anyway is that like <laughs> why is it there if it's not to be used true the same could be said about vaginal intercourse for a lot of women it's painful right if not done properly and and not with consent and you know it hurts anytime you put something anywhere and it's not done the correct way mm-hmm. you know i.e., with you know consent first and foremost yep. enough lube you know you got to get it ready you can't just you know like
1: it has to be comfortable yeah, for you, everyone
0: you can't just barge in like you have the keys to the place like it has to be and and even then like i i think most things that you do with sex can hurt if, if right. you're unexperienced or you know if
1: you're very accommodating it's you know Easy peasy, but I think but even if you are very accommodating, as you said, it, it could hurt. Of course, and there could be other factors yeah. that could
0: make it hurt. And and for some people, it never gets comfortable. Right, it never does. But that but that doesn't mean that it's like whatever Lisa said. It is like it's just. And also, if you're not doing it, it's not your business.
1: How about that? Right. Like, if it, Lisa you know, is not having anal sex, then why does she care? Yeah. Also, like you go to the Bible for sex tips. Weird. That's where they all are. Mm. I mean, and I was looking in Cosmo this whole you gotta time. You got
0: to look in the
1: index. Mm. There's mm-hmm. an index.
0: <laughs> there is an index.
1: <laughs> index. Whoopsies. Um, yeah. I love Twitter for that. Twitter's great for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twitter, it's for clapbacks, funny gifs, and porn.
1: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes Um, Well we're Grizzly Kiki on everything That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Be sure to follow us there You can send your questions to grizzlykiki At gmail.com And maybe we'll read yours on the air And don't forget to subscribe On iTunes and Spotify And wherever you're listening to this podcast
0: (laughs) So until next time
1: Bye Bye. We always do it off key There's a key? Yeah Oh, I'm like Rihanna <laughs> Just eating! <kidding. laughs>